Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I am just so honored to have Mespin Dollar on my show for for my holiday show. And I want to wish all of you out there for all of your support. Happy, happy holidays. I just find that this is such an inspirational interview about a child who had so much diversity in his life. Um, And also there's some beautiful um, information about my brother-in-law, Dr. Rick Hodes, saving his life really. And then what the two of them have gone on to do um, together. So happy, happy holidays. And I hope you enjoy this, this interview. Today, I am so excited to have Mespin Dollar on the show. Mespin is, gosh, where do I even start Mespin? Mespin is from Ethiopia. And he actually, my brother-in-law, Dr. Rick Hodes, was his doctor. And he's going to tell you his story. And the reason I wanted Mespin to come on today is that it's such a beautiful story of perseverance, courage at such a young age, you know, faith in the universe. I'm sure you didn't always, I didn't always have hope, but, you know, in the, towards as it got closer to your surgery and just, just a little bit, how did, how did it all begin? Can you share your story with us, Mesfin? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Marla, I really appreciate uh, inviting me to your podcast. Um, yeah, my name is uh, uh, Mesfin uh, Yana. Uh, but Yana. <laughs> right now, right now I will, um, I will later on, I'll tell you my, um, my name, currently is Mesfin Dollar, (laughs) but we'll get to that. Uh, But I uh, grew up in a a small village, um, a place called Shafina in uh, southern uh, Ethiopia. Um, By the time uh, that village did not have an electricity or just uh, just a running water or like uh, it was uh, uh, quite, it's a nice, nice uh, village. Just naturally, you know, well, um, uh, you know, I grew up as just a normal kid, um, but it was um, uh, by the time I was like um, seventh grade, I start having this uh, um, getting tired and just uh, I couldn't run. I couldn't do much. And I thought, uh, you know, everybody thought it's like, you know, there was something going on with this kid. And um, and I stopped, you know, running. I stopped doing things what I normally <clears throat> did. Um, and uh, eventually I was uh, pretty sick. 
And um, I got to the point where I could not go to school anymore, uh, where I used to travel um, actually uh, like a two hours by foot, uh, go back and forth uh, to get to school. And um, um, I was, um, um, I was not diagnosed uh, by any physician, uh, but there was a clinics that I went to in a village um, and uh, they could not figure out uh, what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used, uh, most of the time they used a tribal uh, medicine, which uh, sometimes actually make you worse <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because they didn't know what to do. Um, but anyway, so I, once I was like a teenage, um, I moved to uh, a city called Awasa. And uh, I, I was uh, evaluated and uh, checked by a, a clinic there. Um, and that um, still didn't solve any issues. And uh, um, eventually I got, uh, uh, you know, things got worse. And, uh, and I went back and forth, back and forth, and, uh, and my family got actually, you know, uh, they did what they could uh, with their power, with their financial, with their, I mean, uh, you know, whatever they can, uh, you know, they can do as just like what other parents do for their own kids. And... Um, I was, uh, once I was in uh, Awasa, I um, met uh, Mother Teresa uh, sisters and uh, Mother, I asked them if they can save me, if they can uh, do something. Mm. And uh, they told me, we have a home for HIV patients here and you're, you, you don't have HIV or you, you, you're not uh, sick with uh, that kind of disease. So there's nothing we could do about it. And, uh, and I said, what can I, what can you guys do then? I mean, there is no place I could get help. And, um, and, and then one of the, I, I stay in touch with one of the nun um, from Mother Teresa, uh, who said, you might have to go to Addis, uh, uh, to our uh, uh, mission where, we have a lot of a variety of uh, uh, kids and you know patients. Uh, sometimes we have a volunteers uh, come to you know here and there, and they might you might get help, but that's not uh, you know hundred percent. But we could try one day, and um, you know as soon as she told me that, I just I'm just gonna find a way to just mm. go and find a way. I didn't tell my parents. So I left to Addis, even uh, even the, I, without telling the nun that who told me about it. So wow. yeah, I took a big uh, risk, and you know, I just this is uh, you know, uh, if I stayed there, I know I wasn't gonna you know leave. Um, and uh, you know, I've made it to six. Um, I think it's in six kilo, sadistic kilo, they call it. Uh, where the Mother Teresa mission is. And, um, you know, it was, 
it was uh, I once I saw all the patients in all the sick. I mean, you, I don't know if you've ever been. To yes, I have. It's yeah. <laughs> it, it's so, a difficult visit. It was a very difficult, and uh, I didn't. I, I, you know what? I got there. I saw everybody, and I kind of felt like, oh my God, I am not sick comparing to these people. Mm-hmm. And and I actually start helping uh, kids who are sicker, feeding them, you know, you know, feeding them food because some of them they didn't have a limb, they didn't have a, they couldn't even eat themselves. So I start helping the nuns <laughs> and then the nun yeah. is like, you know, they, they is like, what's up? So how did you get here? I said, I, I'm, I'm sick. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't go anywhere. So I, you know, I told one of the nun about my situation and, but you're helping here. I, we, they were surprised. They, I, they thought I was one of the volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, but anyway, I was there uh, for quite uh, for quite long. I would say probably six to six months to a year. And uh, one of the one of the Saturday one of Saturday, uh, a guy just a uh, guy showed up in the morning, and with his stethoscope in his you know in his neck, and he was uh, playful with the kids, and he was checking and. Uh, and then the one of the nun, uh, Rick Holtz, could you check this kid? Um, uh, we don't know what is wrong with him. He he just he gets shortness of breath and all this, and um, he listens to my uh, heart, and automatically, without any di- any any other diagnosis, he said, "You have a heart problem. I can hear it loudly and clearly." And we need to get you to get tested for this and that. And I said, oh, my God, heart problem. You know, you know, that's heart problem. I thought it was like, well, you know, when you say somebody, you have a heart problem. in right. Heart is they connect with the mind. So I'm like a mad guy or, or, or oh. crazy, guy, crazy kid. And... Uh, so the guy who doesn't think right or some kind of, uh, you know, uh, with a problem. And, and as like, I kept quiet and it's like, I'm normal. I don't think I have a heart problem because I can think and he can talk to you normally. <laughs> so it, it was a weird connection. And then, uh, no, no, he, he explained it to me why I get tired, why I could not run, why I could not sleep in one side and this and that. So, and he said, um, he, I, he, he actually uh, sent me to the some laboratory test and echocardiography, uh, and uh, here we come. It was a blown off, uh, and I had a really, really uh, bad uh, heart disease, which is they call. Um, then I couldn't understand, but now I can, um, and it's a rheumatic by rheumatic heart disease that caused by strep throat yeah. uh, infection goes into your you know one of your valves and damages it and your heart gets weaker and weaker and uh, uh, it cannot pump the blood to the rest of you know your body and you're just um, you're always tired and uh, he gave me some uh, prophylactic drugs and I am telling you I was like 
I felt like, you know, my God, you sent me an angel. This is this is an angel. Like I am feeling fine. I don't need to like I'm like I'm getting so normal just with the drugs that he was treating me. Uh, you know, I used to get the swollen uh, legs and even faces just because, you know, your body, your, your heart is not pumping. It's all just accumulating and backing up the fluids to your body. And just your, my entire body was kind of in a bad shape. And uh, he said that your, uh, you know, your heart work is 25 to 30% work. Uh, 70s, pretty much nothing. And, um, and he start following up and he comes, uh, every Saturday morning. That's like Saturday morning was like my happiest morning because I get to see him. And, uh, um, and, and, and eventually it's like, I, I felt like this is what God brought me for and my parents, they completely didn't know where I was. Uh, none of my relatives followed up. And um, uh, there's no phone. I mean, there's no, nothing to, to, right. to call to the village or to let people know. So anyway, I did. Um, I met my angel. I call him till, uh, till uh, this date. Uh, he's always my angel. And uh, he, he didn't just stop there. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm taking too long to answer. No, your no, question. not at all. <laughs> but uh, he uh, eventually told me uh, your uh, disease process is actually it needs a, a surgery. It doesn't, it cannot be fixed um, by just uh, you know by treating you with uh, pills or with you know uh, other drugs. And um, and I say the surgery is like. I mean, that's heart surgery is unheard of. There is no cardiac surgeon in Ethiopia. There is no even, we might have a cardiologist, but we didn't have any uh, surgery and, and uh, unheard of uh, for me. And uh, I was a bit shocked and a bit scared. Oh, and, yes. uh, and uh, you know, um, he, uh, good thing, uh, Rick was uh, very patient, very explainable, and uh, and eventually he said, uh, um, "There's no surgeon here, so we, I have to find you a sponsorship in somewhere. Maybe in India, it can be in uh, Canada, or it can be in Europe or America." And he said, "As I was just literally, I'm the whole thing was just I, I was kind of delusional, like I was." literally thinking is like, oh my God, how could this happen to me? Like, I mean, for a, a kid who grew up in a village with just the cows and goats and, you know, and he doesn't know nothing better. Yes. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, um, by the word of mouth, my <clears throat> family heard uh, about where I was and my dad made a trip to see me in the, you know, uh, when I was at actually Mother Teresa and uh, he when I when he saw me, literally, I mean, he was just a uh, drop and crying. Uh -huh. and uh, oh, How come you didn't? Why did you abandon? Why did you leave? Why did you do this? And uh, I was like, I just didn't want to be a burden to you guys. And this was um, uh, and I told him this was I, I did not know where I was going. It was just. God was leading me into something. I don't even know till now, but I'm getting better and I'm feeling better now. 
and uh, and he went back home and he told the village I was still alive. Um, but uh, that's how I get to meet uh, uh, Rick. And um, from that point, I can, uh, you know, I can tell you, I can keep going. <laughs> yes, yes, please do, because you got the surgery. And yes, keep keep going, please. So uh, finally, Rick, um, you know, after contacting several, um, you know, sponsors or organization, and I was accepted in Atlanta with uh, Children Cross Connection organization. Uh, uh, Children Cross Connection of Atlanta, um, and um, I was flown to uh, Atlanta and stayed uh, with uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the organizer or one of the member of the uh, the head of the uh, Children Cross Connection. Uh, her name was Pam, and I stayed with her. She had a she lived in a in a countryside of uh, Atlanta. And I kind of related to, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I came to my village. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, uh, but sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Like, you know, it was just like a um, very green. Uh, oh, she had nice. a horses. She had a horses and the, the houses are like one house in one area and the other house is way out there somewhere. Yes. So then I stayed a couple days, a couple weeks with her and then they evaluated me and they got prep me for uh, open heart surgery. And uh, I got my uh, first uh, open heart surgery at Piedmont uh, Hospital in Atlanta. And then they repaired uh, my damaged uh, mitral valve. And uh, I felt, you know, I felt absolutely fine and things got better and i woke up like just thinking i was dreaming the whole situation wow. was i mean you know coming to the states was it, it still for me it was unreal uh getting surgery meeting these people here and there it was uh it was it was you know I've always believed, um, I've always uh, trusted God. Um, when I couldn't go to a church back in the village, uh, I remember one of the Sunday where everybody went to church and I was the only one alone. I couldn't, because I couldn't walk and I was, right. I get tired so easily. So I stayed home and it started raining and I remember getting out since nobody's around. I'm just going to go out completely naked and let this God shower his spirit and his, his water and just baptize and get all this uh, sickness from me. And I, you know, that was just, a, you know, my belief. And, uh, and uh, you know, I've always trusted God has a meaning and in uh, uh, all that, I always question God, too, uh, because God, if you're really true God and if you're true, uh, a powerful God, um, you gave me a disease that I cannot handle, that I, my family could not handle. 
I don't even know what would you gain if either at this age is going to be sorrow for my family, for everybody. I'm just a little boy. And I used to argue with God. I, I don't know. Yes. Just, you know, I used to talk back and forth and, and uh, I have faith. And, you know, God kind of, he actually showed me, this is what I want to show you. This is where you're going to be. And step by step, like from village to a small city, from a small city to the bigger city, from bigger city to the bigger state, and all that, uh, it was for me, um, it was God's, uh, you know, existence in my life. And he took care of me and he held me in his hand and uh, connected all the dots that nobody could connect. Because uh, when I tell when I tell people my stories, it's unbelievably every little thing has a, a, a meaning for it yes. for me. Because, um, but anyway, I'll get back to the where I was, and uh, I got my surgery. I got well, and um, uh, and then after after um let's see after two months almost two months i went back to ethiopia after recovering from my surgery i stayed with pam for two months i went back to ethiopia um but when i was at pam's uh in uh, in atlanta they right after my surgery they took out my wisdom teeth my wisdom teeth and um in my tribe, um, uh, there is a saying uh, in my tribe, or actually there is a belief in my tribe, which is uh, my tribe is from uh, Sidamo. Uh, from, uh, I'm from the Sidamo region and the, uh, my tribe name is Sidama. So if you, your tooth is taken out, you have to throw where you were born, to the to the uh, um, to the site where you were actually born, and when they took out my wisdom teeth, I believe it's four from the right and left, and uh, they gave me the, the the all the tooth, and I'm like, oh my goodness, okay, so I don't even know where I can't tell which direction I came from. I don't know which direction <laughs> Ethiopia is. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I uh, looked back uh, to Pam and uh, she wasn't around. You know what? I really love this country that gave me the second chance. And even if I die, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw to her backyard. And I throw my tooth into her backyard and, um, you know, and I, and I, I went home after, you know, like I said, two months. And uh, as soon as I got there, within a month, I got infected from the wisdom teeth when they took out. They didn't give, I, I mean, they, they gave me antibiotics, but it wasn't enough, I guess. Oh, my but gosh. I got infected and uh, the infection right away got to my uh, repaired valve and damaged it again. And... Uh, and I said um, to Rick, he was actually, by the time he was in the States, 
and he had a, a one of the residents at his house and uh, he called uh, Dr. Rick and said, uh, your kid uh, that you just had a surgery, he's infected and he had a uh, endocarditis or something and he's just running high fever and uh, all that. So Rick, um, he said, just treat him with antibiotics for now. I will be back on the weekend. And he came back over the, uh, the same weekend and uh, the diagnosis was correct and i was uh, pretty much my valve was failing my repair valve was failing again and i told rick don't even worry about it you uh, did everything you can you sent me i got better and this is not meant for me don't even worry about it if i die i will die happy and you did your part and rick said I mean, he literally, I, I, I've never seen Rick is like getting sad. And he looked at my eye and I looked at his eye and it's like, no, you're not going to die. Just hold on. I'm going to make a contact again. If there is a way we can get you out of here within, within a week or two. Uh, and, you know, you do not have to do it. And if it doesn't happen, don't worry about it. But anyway, Rick did his magic. His angel, his angel, so he knows what to do, or right. he's, he's he's meant for you know to 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 fulfill this, uh, you know. And um, within a week, he they Piedmont, he contacted Piedmont, uh, which is um, again, and then now the uh, cardiologist uh, named Doctor Dollar, um, <laughs> and oh, he responded and he said, uh, ship him right away. Uh, and uh, we can get him uh, an emergent surgery here in the state. And he he got a ticket, he, and he literally put me uh, on a plane uh, within a week. And embassy, we went in. Normally, embassy gives you a hard time, but we went in. They said, what do you want? Here you go. And they stamped the, my visa, and then they, uh, uh, you know, he sent me uh, there. And... I was really, really weak. So as soon as I got there, I sat with, you know, with a, a gentleman next to me and uh, I introduced myself. Hi, my name, you know, I couldn't, I, I speak uh, very little English. Mm. My name is, uh, you know, Mesfiniana. I'm going to United States for uh, open heart surgery again, I guess, because I was, I just had one. But <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and then he, the, his first, uh, first question was like, what in the world? Where is your parents? You're the, like, you're like 12, 13. Where, where is your parents? They're like, I don't have, a, I don't have family here. I'm just going by myself. Oh my God. And, and uh, so the, the host, the host, is that hostess you call the uh, people who hospice? Or oh, hostess? Ho your host, your hostess? No, the hostess your is in the plane. Oh, oh, yes, we will. They're called all different. I would say, yeah, just host. That's fine. Hostess. Yeah, the host. So the yes. host uh, came by. They, you have to show your uh, passport and tickets. Well, even once you sit in, uh, in the plane, um, I, I'm, you know, now I, when I think about it, I, you know, it's like I don't even, I've never done this before, but you have to show your passport and your tickets. And I, I you know, 
the plane was getting ready and I did not have my passport. I did not have my tickets. And um, I lost it. I, I didn't know where. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> it was a panicky situation. And the plane is already, you know, making rounds about to, you know, everything. They were checking and and uh, we cannot go. He told the, the pilot and, you know, we cannot go there. We have a kid who is flying without a passport or without ticket. And it got big deal. And everybody was like looking at me. I was some some strange kid. And uh, the guys who sat next to me, who I introduced myself, he stood up and said, guys, this kid is going to have a, an open heart surgery and he does not even have a family here. If their issue is a ticket, I will pay for it. And he said, I remember everything clearly. And he said, oh, my God, here we go. Another angel just sitting next to me. Yes. And we flew and the pilots and everybody agreed. And they checked, I guess, I don't know. They checked my name. I was already there, but they, they, they without ticket. Wow, uh, he what said, a story. I'll pay for it, whatever it costs. And um, as soon as I guess we got to Egypt, uh, they have to refill. And uh, oh, we by the way, we found your uh, ticket and your passport. Uh, you left it on a counter, so it's expedited and it's coming to you. I don't even know how they did it, but I got my um, passport and ticket. Um, and uh, on my way to US, came to uh, Atlanta Airport. And I see this uh, ambulance waving and I was like, oh my God, what is this going on? Like, why, why, why there is an ambulance? Somebody died in, you know, is in, in the plane. And, and they named my name, Mesfinia, is that you? And they put me in the ambulance. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. off you went. And I went to straight to um, uh, Piedmont and, um, stayed stayed overnight they rechecked in the morning i woke up uh having another surgery and um they did a second time and they replaced my valve and uh that was in 2001 uh two i think one or two to the end of uh one or 2001 or 2002 yeah 2001 the end of 2001 and um i got second surgery and uh, and what so i remember they're discussing what's next we need to find a host family this guy for recovery again and um dr allen dollar um called his wife shelly dollar and said i think we have another child oh, and <laughs> And I guess on the phone, she goes, uh, bring him home. And uh, they took me to their home. He was my cardiologist and uh, he became my father. And uh, I was uh, blessed with the, with the whole entire thing. They took me to their house. They, I became one of their kids. And um, that's why initially I said my Last name is uh, Mesfin Dollar. Yes. Now. yes. Well, and um, and uh, that's what my journey, uh, my journey looks like uh, um, in short. What an amazing story. Wow. So many just 
angels around you and just your trust. And okay, so it doesn't always work out that way, but just your inner strength. So Mesman, how I know now you've become a perfusionist and mm-hmm. you work in, is that the title of what, what you do? Yes, cardiac perfusionist. Correct. Cardiac perfusionist. And so you're working in the area of what, yes, of what you, you know, what you experienced as a child. Um, how has it, how has your journey how do you walk in this world now after being through a journey like that? And how do you share this in ways with your children to help them develop the inner strength that somehow, some way, well, somehow, some way, the universe, God, the light, you know, that you were given? That is a very uh, good question, uh, Marla. Um um, you know, uh, the best, the best, uh, gift that I was received from my, uh, biological, uh, parents was faith. Uh, they had a faith no matter what the circumstances are. Yes. Uh, whether, whether they were poor whether rich, whether they eat, whether they don't, uh, they trust and they always had a faith. And I grew up uh, in that. Uh, and um, um, as I mentioned to you earlier, um, you know, as a kid, I used to question a lot of things. Um, uh, I even question about like people like, you know, from different countries, just like, you know, I see People come from Europe. They are so beautiful. They dress up nice. They have a nice cars. How come I don't have all this, God? You know, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a village kid, and I want to, you know, I want to have all those things. And um, but God has His own ways to answer questions. Uh, as long as we have a faith and trust in Him. Um. I most most of my life, um, I put my uh, uh, trust and faith in God uh, because he revealed, I mean, for me, he existed and existing daily uh, with not just the materialistic world, but in 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 the real uh, in the real life, I, I I feel like I speak to to God and He listens to me, um, you know, and I just have to uh, learn and have a patience uh, to experience that. I think uh, most of the time, I feel like we as a human we lack. Uh, patience but if we give it a first have a faith and then uh, patience God always shows up at your door yes um, and um, my kids I, I tell uh, my kids uh, the same story uh, my 10 year my 11 year old now I can't believe the time flies but uh, <laughs> yeah he's yeah he just turned 11 uh, uh, this month uh, last month 
And uh, I tell uh, Ethan, um, you know, about my life, why do we pray? Why do we have to do things right? Uh, even though sometimes you're pushed not to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, who I am, uh, like where, you know, I was, I was at your age when through all this and God, God got me out of it and he actually blessed me with you and with your brother, with your, with your mother and uh, with all this life, uh, you know, and uh, I share the same uh, faith uh, to my children and my life, I mean, drastically changed uh, to, you know, for better. And, um, and, you know, when I am just sometimes sad about things or stressed about things, all I have to do is look back and mess and chill. You passed all that and this is nothing. You know, that gives me, uh, I mean, a huge uh, life, uh, you know, lesson. And um, yeah, my life, uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a miracle. Uh, I believe in miracle, uh, absolutely. Because um, if I don't believe it, I'm going to be a liar. I, you know, this yes. is... You know, it's, it's, um, God, you ask, I asked God for something and he waited his time and he took a steps by step, step by step and got me uh, through this. And, um, now, um, to, uh, to, to the question that you said, I'm doing what the cardiac perfusionist, um, so you know, I, before um, this profession, I was doing a, a, a respiratory therapist and, um, you know, I was very happy. I was helping, you know, uh, patients with, uh, you know, COPD, asthma, mm -hmm. with uh, breathing problems. And I thought that was my call. And, you know, I'm helping because uh, the people who helped me uh, then, but God was, he was, I, I you know, I was, I was happy, but I wasn't really uh, satisfied like fully then. Right. And uh, he revealed to me that uh, you can do more and there is a more uh, things for you to do. And uh, I, you know, I joined uh, while I was in the respiratory therapist, I joined uh, uh, an ECMO, uh, ECMO, uh, a machine where they actually put the, you know, uh, people who have a heart or lung disease who could not do uh, better with, uh, you know, breathing machine. Uh, that machine actually helps them and works all the, take all the works from the patients. Um, and I joined that team. And uh, from that team, I heard about this perfusion and that's what they do somehow, not just the uh, ECMO, but they have, uh, you know, they do more better, more and more and upper uh, help for uh, during uh, surgery, uh, an open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to sh uh, shadow, uh, you know, a few of the uh, cardiac perfusionists that when I was uh, working at Emory uh, University Hospital. 
And uh, the first, believe it or not, the first case that I was able to shadow was mitral valve replacement. Wow. And this is like, I, you know, you have a all variety of cases. Yes. And, you know, here you go. God is like, oh, that patient just having the same surgery you, you had. And um, when I saw that, oh, my God, this is my call. Here we go. Yeah. Even though the thing, the machine, the whole thing looked so spaghetti junction, this is this is something I can learn. I mean, I, I'm going to be trained. I'm not going to just, you know, um, scared. And, and I start researching. I start asking questions. I, I, you know, I, I finally I applied to school. And on my first trial, I got accepted. Uh, it's a very competitive, uh, you know, uh, profession. And I got accepted at Texas Heart. Um, and um, that was my perfusion journey and um, I got to after you know uh, quite a long uh, a year and a half uh, of uh, you know uh, practice and then didactic and clinical I was able to you know graduate and uh, got you know back to my you know what what was done to me or what whatever surgery I had is something that what I am doing and I'm helping a patient. I was in that table um, and I told uh, some of the patients who, whenever they bring them to the um, OR, um, they're nervous, they're scared. And uh, hey, I have the two open heart surgery and I made it out just fine. Yeah, You're you can going help to be them. okay. Everything is going to be okay. You're in a good hand. And that enlightening, they, that uh, actually makes some of the time, makes calm them down and they do very well. And uh, So you're the, the angel now. <laughs> you know, God uses different. Um, and uh, there were one time, actually, a young lady, um, this was in back in uh, Atlanta. I was, uh, I was at, uh, uh, um, Grady Hospital, and she happened to be um, Ethiopian young girl who was about to have a surgery. And uh, she, when they brought her, she was crying and she was really um, nervous. And I got up to the bed of the head, and the, the, you know, and I and I spoke in Amharic. Everything is going to be just fine. You are going to do well. I had open heart surgery. And she just like, you had open heart surgery. I don't even care you have an open heart surgery. But you, I just care that you're working here. And you're going to make sure I'm going to be okay. Um, <laughs> and and she was just, just my presence met her. And you're like, you're like, she, she said, you're my angel there. And Keep me safe, and uh, she went through surgery, and she did fine. And so, you know, there was existence, and um, I'm happy what I do with what I do, and um, you know, and everything I do is for for you know for glory of God, and for you know, He had a reason uh, for me to 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 be and to be uh, to do this job and uh, to be uh, 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 this person. Yeah. What a what a beautiful story.
Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And you know, we, I interviewed Dr. Facchetti. We're not going to go into that right now because we're running out of time, but he will, um, he's coming on after your interview and maybe I'll have Rick come on before or no, probably after if I can, if I can pin him down, but, but thank you so much for coming on and sharing just such, such a beautiful story of, um, of love and trust and, and not giving up and perseverance and, and all of that. So, so thank you so much, Messman. Is there anything else you'd like to end with? Oh, thank you, uh, Marla. Um, so I, I, I just want to say, um, you know, uh, so we, uh, since you mentioned Dr. Fakade, we, uh, uh, both of us uh, started this uh, nonprofit organization. Uh, it's called uh, Healing. So Healing Valves uh, North America uh, here, and then um, Healing Valves uh, Ethiopia uh, within um, Ethiopia. So we basically we support and uh, uh, mainly uh, we support kids who are uh, very poor, uh, whose uh, parents cannot afford uh, for uh, open heart surgery due to uh, rheumatic heart disease, which I had. Um, and um, uh, we uh, fundraise and we um, help them to get surgery with a local uh, trained, uh, which is uh, Dr. Fakede and his yes. team. Uh, first we, cardiac surgeon in yes. Ethiopia. Yes. yes, first cardiac surgeon in Ethiopia. Uh, who is who's got the big heart? Who is ready to help? And uh, that's what we do. And uh, Healing Valve, uh, Healing Valve North America is uh, doing you know amazing things. And uh, we're we have done so far almost twenty surgeries and saved the 20, uh, 20 kids' life. And that's what you know we've been doing lately. And um, you know um, I'm just blessed to to help kids who are in need, uh, like me, when I was, you know, that age. Yes. Well, thank you. And, and my family's very involved with, with, well, we want to become even more involved, but with um, healing valves, and it's just such, such important work. Well, we need to go, but thank you so much. I so appreciate, and um, I will let you know when this airs, and and we'll definitely stay in touch about all the work you're doing. Thank you very much again, Marla. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.